Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole in our January 23rd, 2018 episode with Paranormal Road Warrior, Brandon Kreitzer. Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm Mike Ricksecker. With me as always is Vanessa Hogel. And our chat shenanigator down there in the chat room, Shauna. We have a special guest with us this evening, Brandon Kreitzer, the Paranormal Road Warrior, who I've known for several years. Uh, great guy. He's done a, uh, he's a lot of great investigations, a lot of fantastic locations. He does a lot of charity work, so really looking forward to talking with him. We have a few things to get out of the way first, don't we, Vanessa? Yes, we do, Mike. I'm going <laughs> to do the honors on this one, okay? Right. <laughs> well, as you guys well know, kind of like last, what was it, last week, right before the show, I think it was maybe that Monday, uh, we hit 5,000 subscribers on YouTube, and of course, we got to do a drawing for that, and Brandon, I think you're moving some papers around. <laughs> um, so, we have the, we have the hat, because we got the drawing to do, so you can see... Got a bunch of papers in there. And remember, the prize is the shirt. So somebody is getting that shirt. That shirt. That shirt. Right there. Yep. Or actually, it's not not that, but I, I actually put the option in there. You could choose. I'm sorry. You can get this particular shirt. Or the This Is Witch, or um, I'm Into Witchy Shit shirt. Or um, we have the uh, I'm Just Here for the Coffee Mike's Morning Mug. Uh, shirt. So, whichever one of your choice. Shake it up good. Shake it up, shake it up. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Have dun, a winner dun, 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 dun. in my hand. Cheryl Midkiff. Yay! Alright. Awesome sauce. Very cool. Alright, Cheryl. So, we'll be in touch. Um, believe that was a Facebook entry. So, people had the option of Facebook or email or what was it? Uh, Twitter, any social media other than YouTube, even though I can hold the drawing here on YouTube. So, um, and if Not you still, yeah, and if you still really want a shirt, you can go to Spreadshirt. It's shop.spreadshirt.com slash haunted road media. Um, you can also just go to the haunted road media website, hauntedroadmedia.com, go to the shop in there, and the links are all in there. So, um, Cool. Well, congratulations, Cheryl. So, Yay. all right. And our chat shenanigator is in. Guys, uh, send some positive energy toward Shauna. She's not feeling all that well tonight. So, um, all right. Well, without further ado, um, let's bring on Brandon Kreitzer. Brandon, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you. Great, great. So, for the uh, the people, uh, our viewers who don't know a whole lot of value, um, introduce yourself. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Oh, crap. <laughs> I know, there's a this. lot. God, it's, a, it's a long list. Yeah, I, I like putting people uh, on the spot like that. It's like, let's hear it from your mouth. Well, let's see. Um, I'm Brandon Kreitzer. I'm called the Paranormal Road Warrior. I am the founder of Pasta, Illinois, Pasta, Tennessee, Pasta, Kentucky. I'm the founder and president of the Past Family Network, 99 teams across the country. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm the owner of BKT's uh, uh, t-shirt company. 
I'm also the owner of Phoenix Rising Productions, a company that puts on paranormal events across the country. Oh God, I can keep going on and on. I, I'm a paranormal investigator, obviously. Um, <laughs> all right. You're good. You're good. That was the Reader's Digest condensed version, yep. y'all. Okay? <laughs> all good. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Brandon, uh, we met, you invited me out, uh, what was it, uh, maybe, what, six years ago now, something like that, um, out there? I believe, I believe you attended the PTB and Paracon, yeah. um, which, which was a Phoenix Rising event, um, yep. back in 2012, um, in Ohio, uh, oh crap, what was the name of that? It was the Emmett House, yeah. Yes. In Waverly. Yes, and that, that actually ended up being, I, I believe, the third largest event of the year. Although it was an absolute failure. <laughs> you know what? It was... Even though there wasn't a lot of, like, walkthrough traffic and, um, I guess, guests, there were, everybody that was there had, still had a great time. So, well, I don't actually... Guest-wise, we had, what, 30s? Thirty special guests. Well, I mean, mean it was an enormous lineup. Well, no, no, I right mean, now. I mean, guests as in as far as you know, people being you know patrons to the to the event. As right. far as like special right. guests, right. yeah, there were a ton of people there like like that. Yeah, but where I screwed up was um, the people that I partnered with. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, Phoenix had only been around since 2011. That was 2012. I didn't do my homework. Um, Waverly, Ohio. That's right. That's where it was. Yep. Waverly, Ohio is very Bible Belt. Yeah. And, and basically, the town came out against us. And, and the, the pastors, the priests, the rabbis, I don't know, the witch doctors, they all <laughs> um, encouraged their congregations not to attend. Right. And um, we even had um, people out there picketing it. I, I mean, it, it was just, it was a disaster. Um, we did have some pretty wild stuff. Um, some bones were found during the right. investigation. Yeah, that was pretty wild. And that, that actually made news. And um, me, uh, I remember practically pissing my pants because I thought they were going to shut the event down because it now was becoming a crime scene. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the first day was already a failure. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to shut this thing down. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a nightmare. Um it is the only expo um, convention, whatever you want to call it, that I've ever put on. Um, I will never attempt to attempt to do it again because I'm not afraid to admit it. I lost over twenty grand on the deal. Oh wow! Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the special guest cost money, hotels, uh, the dinner, whatnot, um, the tables, the, the tablecloths. I mean, the list just went on and on, um, and you know, the ultimate goal was to actually move that event to a different location each year. And we had picked Orlando for the next year, oh, which would okay. have been a, a, a huge hit. Yeah, that Orlando. would have been a, yeah, it would have been a better venue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, absolutely. With the tourists, plus yeah. you have, uh, what is it, 80,000 college students that would have been able to attend. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line was because I couldn't find the right backer, financial backer, I was gun shy about pulling any trigger. So it was at that point in time that I vowed that I was never going to do another expo. 
Now, this leads me into a very interesting question. It's actually twofold, so just okay. bear with me here. One <clears throat> is you talk about the location that it was at, the area that it was at. Uh, yep. I live directly in the middle of the damn Bible Belt here in Oklahoma, okay? Yep. <laughs> Believe that. I know what it's like to have somebody not want to have anything to do with you because you're a little weird. Um, my question is, first, do you, uh, on the first part of the question, do you think that maybe they were so gun-shy about it is the fact that places like that tend to have a lot of secrets, and that was pretty much proven by the fact that bones were found at the area that you were at? So, yeah, I mean, but not worry about psychics and investigators coming in and what they might find. Secrets scare the well, shit out of people. <laughs> the, funny, the funny thing was that the bones, I think it was a few weeks later, um, were then determined to be in the animals. Um, uh -huh. But, uh, but the, <laughs> the other thing, the other thing that I, I failed to mention was I didn't do being so so green back then. Um, I didn't do my homework and my research uh, uh, of the area. What what a lot of people don't understand: Southern Ohio was hit so hard during the recession, and um, so people people weren't spending the money either. So we, 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 had, we had everything going against us. Um, myself, with the lineup that I did choose, I real everyone thought it was going to be an enormous success. You had a good lineup. We had 30 special guests. Yeah. 30 special guests. I mean, it, it was a huge lineup. And I think it was, like I said, the third, guest-wise, it was the third largest event of the year. And um, But it was a third. <laughs> now, this leads to the second part of my question. Um, sure. I've only attended one Paracon, and it was in New Orleans, and I enjoyed myself immensely. I was one of the guests. I spoke on a panel. Uh, Mike and I are having a Paracon uh, with Shauna in, uh, in June, June in yeah. Alton, Illinois, and uh, it's looking like it's going to do just fine. Um, but my question is, because you were talking about special guest. I know firsthand, um, speaking with other people, exactly how much that cost. And um, I, I find that fascinating that people charge so much to come and do something like that when that should be what they enjoy doing. It's the, the, the cost and, and the added expense seems to be you know exorbitant. Would you ever do something like that again if that wasn't the case? Because it is possible to put on a Paracon and a successful one at that without having to pay people a crazy amount just to attend? Um, I don't think so. Um, you have to understand also back then, I was on the Expo convention circuit. I was traveling all over the country. I don't do that circuit anymore. I'm more events. I only go to a couple of expos or conventions a year um, so it, it's really not my forte anymore. Um, my focus is more on providing the event. I mean, what it boils down to, and I've, I've discussed this on the last several interviews that I've had, is, you know, two years ago, I did my largest tour. I, it was 33 stops, 32,000 miles. Um, you know, and I just got... I'm just so sick of people coming up to my booth and telling me their stories. And um, I, I love telling this story. Okay, one of the one of the events that I do um, is 
the all-night haunted flea market. Okay, this is the eighth largest flea market in the country. <clears throat> 15,000 people come through this thing, okay? Here's the kicker. It's in my hometown. So I get pelted with all these freaking stories. And, and it's not that I don't want to hear people's stories. I, I just have this mentality, this attitude now. Instead of telling me about your stories, why don't we make memories together? I'm going to put on these events for you guys to join me. That way we experience it together, and I don't have to hear your stupid stories no more. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's going to happen is they're going to come back around after you've had you know some sort of experience with them. Then they're going to want to tell the stories <laughs> that you've had together. <laughs> like, hey, Brandon, yeah. remember that time when... That's what's going to happen. So, hey, need to throw out a quick, um, I need to throw out a quick shout out to uh, Tom McNicholas. He gave us a five dollars super chat. Thank you very much, Tom. Really, really do appreciate that. Super chats are awesome. So, thank you very much. So, um, Brandon, you were saying? What was that? What's that noise? Is that me echoing? No. I didn't hear anything. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, well, and the other thing you have to understand, um, so you're you're viewers, listeners, uh, understand is I retired for two and a half years while my late wife yeah. battled her, her cancer. And um, since returning, when I was on the, the Expo convention circuit, I was speaking at all these events. I've only spoken once since returning from retirement, and that was okay. at a breast cancer event. I'm done speaking. I'm done talking at people. I... So to answer, getting back to the, the, the question at hand, no, I don't think I would ever put on another Paracon. Um, it, it just isn't it just isn't me anymore. Okay. Well, you put on a lot of events. You do a lot of uh, investigations, public investigations. So you do you do have like the the one that uh, I went down there for Old South Pittsburgh last year. You did have a little speaking bit at the beginning there, so. You still have, you know, a bit of that FaceTime, and you are doing these, organizing these big hunts. So, uh, you know, how's that going? It seems to be going pretty well. It's going great. I mean, um, I absolutely love, you know, one of the things that I focus on in my life is how I can help people. And, and how I do that is, okay, I have the Past Family Network, a network of 99 teams across the country, over four, uh, almost 400 members. We help um, people all over, thousands and thousands of people all over the country with their paranormal needs. Um, you know, I, I, I help my charities. Well, what Phoenix Rising does is it helps me fulfill the public's want and needs they watch these shows on tv and they're like man i'd like to do that well here here comes phoenix rising i provide that platform for them and at the same time i don't rape them i made a commitment back in 2011 that i would not rape the public you don't see 125 150 200 uh, price tags on my events um so it, it's been going extremely well um the Gosh, I don't even know how many events I've put on over the years. It's got to be up in 30s. Um, but it, it, it's going great. It's going strong. 
um, lot of return customers always because they have such a, such a great time because I do focus on um, that it being well organized. Not to mention, I, I set all my events with a limited ticket amount because a lot of these companies do not put limits on their events. So now you're investigating with 150 people. That's absolutely ridiculous. And that is not fair to the, the customer. So um, like Old South Pittsburgh Hospital, I limit it to 30 tickets. There's three floors. That's 10 people per floor. And then they split up into smaller groups of five. So now my events are more intimate. And that's where I focus on, and that's why we get the return customer base that we do. That's why, you know, we get great reviews. Um, there's nothing ever been bad said about any of our events. It's about putting on a quality and affordable event for the public and to give them the maximum experience that they possibly can get. Yeah, we did a, I did an investigation at Moundsville with one of the teams I work with, $65, $70 a ticket, and I believe there was probably 200 people there. And that, that's crazy. Yeah, that's not, not crazy. you can't investigate they like that. They were there simply to act like ghost adventures and be complete douchebags, and I mean, I'm honestly, I'm surprised I didn't get thrown out because I was straight up going to cut it yeah. It was really. See, Mike, will tell, Mike will tell you I do not allow that at my events. No. The rules are, are laid out right in the beginning. Um, I, I explain. If you, I explain, look around. Zach Bagans is not here. We are not <laughs> looking for the portal to help. We are not you use those exact friends. words, too. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I say it at every event. And, and um, I, I try to explain to them we are guests, this is their home. And we show nothing but respect. And if I catch any of you guys taunting, you'll be out of here quicker than you can say Zach Baggins. No, we fun neither. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> and, and, and Mike's right. This is the exact spiel that I say at every yep. event. Um, but, yeah, it, it just, um, it, like I said, it, it's conducted like a real investigation. I, I think you can agree, Mike. Um, it's the closest thing to a real investigation the public can experience. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know it's a very well put together event. Um, and I do want to say thank you to uh, Tammy Heitzman for the uh, $3 super chat. And uh, thanks for the hearts down there in uh, Periscope as well. But yeah, it's a uh, very well put together event. The, the special guests that you have are fantastic. I think the way that you split up the groups uh, works very well. They're all in you know different areas of the hospital, you know, s small groups, not too big, and um, seems to work out pretty well. And yeah, I mean, excuse me, real quick, yay to Vicky, also in Super Chat. Did I miss one? Yes, you did, darling. We got okay. Tom, we got Candy. Oh, yeah. Got... Vicky Lawrence, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think the reason why it is so successful, the events um, and the company itself, is what I do is I put myself in the, the customer's shoes. What would I want to experience? Yeah. How would I feel about paying this amount? What would I expect? And that's how I host my events and what I would want to see. I'm going to have to attend one of yours because so far, um, public event wise, I've, I've done some overseas and I've done one here 
And um, I was not impressed by the one here. <laughs> not impressed. Um, it, well, was, well, it was a sideshow. Yeah, see, I, I, I won't have that. We conduct, and you have to understand, um, most my special guests are past family members. And, and so they ain't there to screw around or put on a show. We're there to really investigate. We're really there to show um, and allow the ticket holder to really actually be a participant in a real investigation, real paranormal equipment, nothing staged, nothing fake, no, no showman, you know, crap you see from Zach or Jason or whatever. Um, yeah, I know the the group that I did the group that I did with uh, with Marty. Um, you know, basically, you know, it was their investigation. The guests, the the, the people that that paid you know for the tickets, it was their investigation, and we were there to guide. You know, maybe show how to use mm-hmm. a little equipment, that sort of thing, and it seemed to work yeah. pretty well. Yeah, and the way it works, the other thing that's unique about my events, and you don't see this at a lot of places, is. Yes, you're with your chaperone guests for like the first three, four hours. Then the rest of the night is a free-for-all. Right, it's a free-for-all after that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you're you're now um, acclimated with the location, so you know where to go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like again, I tried to look at how I would want to see an event that I'm paying for go. And, you know, um, I don't tolerate any BS, and I'm not here to put on a show. And I say it right in the beginning, I don't know what's going to happen. However, because of the locations that I do choose for my events, 99.9% of the time, something's going to happen. And so, knock on wood, I have that in my favor, but I do say it in the beginning. I don't know if anything's going to happen. But I also talk to everyone and 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 try to show them how to focus um, uh, to focus better so that they get the personal experiences. Um, I guide them on that, you know, things that I learned as a paranormal investigator, um, how to take the blinders off because we, most paranormal investigators walk around with blinders on and they're, they're so focused on looking at a piece of equipment where they should be thinking about the location, the history, what might have happened. Now the blinders come off. Now the personal experiences start happening because you're not focused on one thing. Right. Um, and, and so I try to teach them that before the event, um, or not teach, explain. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> kind of um, guiding a little bit. A, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, but like I said, you. I can't think of one event where nothing's never happened. Something always happens. Yeah, I know there was a lot of activity there when I was there, so I was impressed. Pittsburgh Hospital is my second favorite location in the country. I mean, the place still shocks me to this day, and and we just counted. I was there in January. We were were looking at the wall, and we counted. And this isn't including when I was a staff member there. We counted how many times I actually documented investigating there, and it, it was... I think it was my 40th time that night. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, so, um, you know, it's just an amazing place. And, you know, it still still shocks me at times. Um, And and like I said, 
never does anybody walk out of Old South Pittsburgh Hospital with not experiencing something. Yeah. And that's why I host so many events there. Um, you know, like I said, I, it's all about location, 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 location. You know, I can, I can find the most scariest looking place, but if they don't experience something, they ain't ever going to come back to another event. So I better pick a location that I know is active. Yeah. Yeah. And that one is definitely very active. So you said that's your second favorite. What's your favorite? Bachelor's Grove Cemetery, the most haunted oh, cemetery wow. in the country. There you go. Yeah, that's very I mean, cool. Come on, I'm, a, I, I'm originally from Chicago. That was my stomping mm-hmm. grounds. That was my Disneyland. You know, I remember being out there in minus 10 degrees <laughs> and investigating there. I was there every weekend. I saw so much incredible stuff at Bachelor's Grove. I mean, Bachelor's Grove put me on the map. Come on. I have the picture of the little boy, my first investigation ever, and I captured that holy grail shot, that little boy's in four different books. You know, that's what hooked me. Uh, you know, I've had my cell phone turn on and off by itself. I, I mean, I've seen so much at Bachelor's Grove. I, I can never get enough of the place. And that's why I do host a charity event there every year. Um, the cost is only a brand new teddy bear because, uh, so your listeners understand my biggest charity is Cuddles for Cancer. Um, what this is, is we collect brand new teddy bears with tags on them. They have to have tags because these bears are distributed to hospitals where children are battling cancer um you know what a lot of people don't understand is this this teddy bear becomes this child's brand uh their 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 new best friend let's face it their friend their family can't be there with them 24 7 imagine a, a five six seven year old child sitting in a hospital scared to death you know these 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 machines making all these sounds they're scared well, now they have this bear, and, and, and you know, it's just, um, I'm trying not to tear up right now. Good thing I'm not okay. on camera. Um, you know, it, it just, um, it's a very important cause, and, and like I said, I do host Hunt for the Bear Chicago every year, and the cost is one, uh, one teddy bear, and I take them into my favorite location in the whole entire country, and, and um, we experience stuff. It's great. When is this event? Uh, this one, that one, okay, all events are su- subject to change, but I believe it's going to be, let me look, it's scheduled, as long as nothing else comes up, uh, Hunt for the Bears is supposed to be May 20th. Okay. Knock on wood that we will do it on May 20th because we always do it in May. Um, we're doing it a little different this year um, because the night before we will be in Crown Point, Indiana, hosting the Dillinger jail lockdown. Oh, wow. um, that is the, the famous jail where John Dillinger escaped. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so because it's only an hour from Bachelor's Row, I'm, the way it's supposed to work is I do that Saturday night and then shoot them over the Bachelor's Grove, and we do a daytime investigation over there for a few hours. So it's, it's usually we, we we usually go eleven to three. Where so, is Bachelor's Grove at in a? It, it's in, in the, Illinois. Yeah, it's it's in the Chicago, Chicago. area. Yeah, so yeah, so it's in Tom McNicholas's territory there. So we do have a couple um, things from the chat room. So uh, one was. Um, 
from Shell Clark. Could we send Teddy's from the UK over to you? That is a great question. That is something we are currently working on right now. Um, uh, trying to get a shipping address for this because currently right now I collect the bears at my events mm -hmm. and um, when I do tour stops. Um, that is something we are working on. Um, so basically what I would say at this point in time, just stay tuned. We're, we are working okay. on that. Well, it, hey, you get an address. A, you get an address. Uh, give it to me. I'll post it on all of our stuff since, um, you know, we, heck, you know, it's definitely something fantastic to support. So, yeah, you get an address. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it out there to our viewers. Well, and let me just put this in real quick um, because I might be able to make that event in May. It's only a 12-hour drive from me. Um, I'm going to be in Ireland in March, so it is much cheaper for people if they wanted to mail stuff to me to Ireland. I can give them um, the like the last location I'm going to be at. They could mail it to me in Ireland, and then I can get a bag and put the bears in a bag and check them at the at the airport. You're going to end up with like 50 uh, bears. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not gonna be fifty people, but you know what I mean. Or I could mail them from from Ireland to my house and bring them. I have a lot of friends in England, <laughs> so if they wanted to do that, it would be quite easy for them to get them to me. Yeah. And like I said, um, I'm hoping that we're gonna do that hunt for the bears on that specific date. Um, you know, obviously things come up; it may get moved to a different date. But um, I do try to do, this would be the third annual Hunt for the Bears Chicago. Um, so as it stands right now, it's set for May 20th. Cool. Um, but, don't uh, leave it on June 9th. Okay. <laughs> uh, June 9th, I will be hosting my other event. Okay. Yeah, June 9th is ours, so that's what yeah, she's saying. June 9th there. is ours. Yeah. So uh, a couple other things from the chat room from Michelle Hamilton. Um, can you tell some stories from Bachelor's Grove? Oh, hey. Um, yeah, where do you start? Well, like I, like I said, um, several times, you know, I turn off my cell phone and all of a sudden it turns on. I remember one time I was sitting in the creek trying to listen to the, the – um, I was on a rock in the middle of the creek, and I was trying to listen for the little girl that cries down by the creek, you know, the stories. And uh, all of a sudden, my, my cell phone came on, and I almost fell in the creek because I jumped. I was so shocked. Um, gosh. Well, I mean, last year uh, was pretty pretty cool during the hunt for the bears. Uh, we were out. What, what a lot of people don't understand, and... and Bachelor's Grove Cemetery is out in the middle of the woods, okay? You have a cemetery that I believe was 122 plots. There are only 13 stones left. It's been so vandalized, um, you know, and, and um, the Satan worshipers were in there in the 70s and whatnot. Well, they, they finally really started cleaning up Bachelor's Grove. But what people don't understand, it's not the cemetery that's haunted. It's the 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 woods that are the most haunted right and 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 there are a couple foundations there's no documentation of houses ever being back there but there are foundations back there and they are the most active we were at one of the foundations um during the uh hunt for the bears last year and um we were it looks like an old grain silo foundation and um 
millimeter started just climbing. And we're in the middle of the woods. And that thing shot up. I don't even know what it got up to. Three or four. Um, 4.0 or something. And, and we were doing a spirit box session too. And what was incredible was there was a vid- there's a video on my team page. I think it was back in 2010, 2011. And I was talking to the same spirits. And they confirmed it and everything. So it was just like, wow, that was cool. Um, Now, I will say this, and and I've admitted it. I have only trespassed once in my life, being a paranormal investigator. I had to see Bachelor's Grove at night. (laughs) And uh, I had to. Holy crap. Crazy at night? Crazy. Oh, my gosh. There were red balls. We were seeing white streaks of light. Nice. Just, oh, it was just crazy. Unfortunately, the creek, because we went while it was sprinkling, that way the place wouldn't really be patrolling it. Um, but the creek was too high, so we couldn't cross the creek to get okay. to the foundations. I could just imagine what the foundations were like. But, uh, yeah, um, like I said, I've only trespassed once. I had to see the cemetery <laughs> once. Okay. I just had to. I mean, it, it, it kept me up at night wondering what it would be like at night. And um, so I don't I don't um, endorse trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do we. Neither do we. If you, if, you, if you remember Rod Fabiani from the Paranormal Cops, yeah. and he, yeah. good, a very good friend of mine, I had him on my TV show, and um, we were sitting next to each other, and... He was telling me about how he went to Bachelor's Grove at night. And I looked at him. I said, and we're live. I'm like, how'd you get in there at night? He goes, uh, and you know Ron, the way he talks, mm-hmm. I walked in there. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can <laughs> see that, yeah. And you <laughs> I have an odd question for you about that cemetery. And you know what it's odd and so if it doesn't mean nothing that's fine but when you've been not in the cemetery but in the surrounding woods more toward the northeast did you find car parts like old cars what looked like it used to be a road like well not a not a a paved let me stop you right there that's you're wrong on the car part but you're not wrong on the road part. The old Middle-Lothian uh, uh, highway goes through those woods. There's car parts okay. there. Uh, there's also bottles with those car parts. There was a car hit. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me because um, what you also have to understand, the pond next to the, the cemetery is, um, it, is, it, is it is believed that because it was far enough from Chicago, Al Capone's gang used to dump bodies in that pond. That yeah. yeah. This car is from 1927. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, I, I, I'm sitting here trying to think of my bearings where northeast is. Uh, uh, northeast in those it's woods. East, northeast. East, northeast. But, almost a direct line, middle line. If you were to go ahead, they, 
they may be there. Uh, I just never saw no old cars, um, but the old road does go through there. I mean, it's very covered with trees and dirt, but there, there, there are, road. there are, um, what's that? So it's a haunted road. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> Haunted Road Media. Um, yeah, there is, and there's uh, near where the car is, about maybe 25 to 30 meters away, um, is, uh, is, is a foundation like what you were talking about. It's a little, a little further set deeper in the woods, but it looks like it would have only been a two-room, and it was an area where um, uh, those that were, that were moving liquor back and forth in Prohibition it was one of the stopping points, and it's it's on that it's right along that way, about twenty five to thirty meters off. What would have been that road? Holy shit! <laughs> that is funny that you say that because I haven't had this conversation because you have to understand. Not only do I do the hunt for the bears, but back in the day when I had my team in Chicago, we used to host fan days and allow our fans to come. And I always said, because of this house and, and, and this, it looks like a corn silo. I always said, I wonder if they made liquor back here. <laughs> they did. See, I got a little gift too, that's, I guess. That's Vanessa for you. I, I know I do, but anyways. <laughs> but no, it's it's funny you say that because I I've often said that you know because there there is no documentation of those foundations. Why the hell would there be like a corn silo back here? Think about it back then. They you know, Al, Al Capone mm-hmm. and, and and alcohol kind of makes sense. It's oh yeah, back here. absolutely. They made gin, and actually, if you can be downwind from it, I know this sounds really weird. But when you are standing on the right side of the cemetery um, going into the woods, if you stand there, keep in mind, I've never been there, okay? But I can smell it right now. If you stand there and the wind blows just right, it's like a guy is standing next to you and you can smell gin on his breath. There's a very (laughs) sour smell that comes from that area when you're downwind from it. And that's just kind of that remnants. Um, It's very weird because... the. when, when I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the area right now, and there's these little orange, like, um, you call them little suns, okay? I mean, it's like little suns in the forest, these little bitty orange sparks. That's where they stood around and they had their cigarettes, non-filters. There was no filters on these cigarettes. Um, and so there's this very strange kind of sour, smoky smell that comes through it. And you're going to have people that talk about a smell in those woods. A lot of smells in those woods. And there's at least, around this same area where this uh, foundation is, there's at least the remains of 15 men. Yeah, Tom McNicholas in the chat, and he is still currently living in the area, um, says that there was a house there that burned down. I don't know about that. I never heard that. Sorry. Awesome sauce. Now, I will say this, what's what's also cool is um, whoever asked that question. um, That was Michelle. (laughs) Okay, Michelle. Um, And I point this out to anyone that I take to that that cemetery in the woods. When we get in the woods, I will stop them dead 
and I'll tell them, listen, do you hear any birds? Do you hear any animals? It is the, one of the most eerie silence you would never expect in the woods. It is crazy. Interesting. I have yet to go to Bachelor's Grove. It's like one of those bucket list items. Definitely need to get there one of these days. We need to set it up, me and Sean again. All right. We got a lot Let's of all go. Let's all go. Maybe maybe I'll get the paranormal road warrior to come back home. There you go. go Show us around. Because then then you would have the tour guide because you'll never find the foundations. That's right. Oh, I'll find them. No, Vanessa will find them. Right. <laughs> so I'll no. Talk to the yeah. Now, Brandon, something that um, I took note of that you said a while ago was that um, you had, going back, discovered that you were talking to some of the same spirits. So uh-huh. on some of your investigations, you know, do you start to almost build a relationship with some of these spirits? Because you're going back to these locations a number of times, you're starting to get familiar with some of them. So some of them, you know, um, you're actually building relationships with, maybe. I build relationships at Old South um, because I've been there probably, you know, with, with being a staff member there, you know, I, I probably was there 60, 70 times. Um, the spirits do know me at Old South. Mm -hmm. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. Um, and, um, the, not this last time. But the last two times before that, I, I had been gone for a while. And when I came back, I got the piss scared out of me two times. Really? And unfortunately, unfortunately, one of them was during the filming of uh, the, oh, crap, I always get the name of the show wrong. Uh, journey into the, the paranormal journey into the unknown. It's an it's a, uh, Amazon Prime TV show, and we were filming that night. And we were in the ICU unit. And I said, I'm going to try something. I haven't done it in here. And I was tr- using a trigger uh, EKG sounds with flat lines. And all of a sudden, on the door next to me. And I was just okay. like, what the F? And, <laughs> and uh, he's like, you, you want to check that door? And I'm like, no. And um, it must have been maybe five, ten minutes later, Joe was like, that was really cool. If you could do that again, that would be so awesome. Yeah. And you see me on the TV show, I get up, I kick that door open because I had had enough because I thought someone was screwing around with us. Right. Um, and I was freaked out because I had been there so many times and never experienced anything like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, it ended up happening one more time. Um, so that was that time. Then the next time I was, uh, investigating with, uh, Jessica Muser. She, she's an American Idol star. She got third place, whatever. And, um, we had something thrown in James's area. Okay. And, and I never, I had never experienced that. Um, we were talking about one of the other spirits. Mm-hmm. I wasn't taunting or anything. We were just talking amongst ourselves, laughing and joking. And I'll say, bang! And something was thrown and it hit metal. And, and I was just like, I'm done because I don't deal with angry spirits. Right. Um, so, you know, but uh, yeah, they know who I am. Um, Dr. Hatherin, that, who is there, many mediums have come in there and said, he, he does not like you. Oh, really? I know why he doesn't. <laughs> 
I know why, why he doesn't like Why is that? Because I tell everybody his story, who he was, what he did, and, and, and the things that he got away with that I know that he did. The fact that he got away with murdering his own wife. Right. He does not like me talking to people and telling these stories about him. And um, so it, it's funny when, when mediums come up to me or sensitives, psychics, and they're, they're like, he doesn't like you. Yeah, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I know why. Does he give you trouble there? No, no, he doesn't give me trouble. Um, I think because I'm protected enough. And I'm a strong believer in protection okay. um, because I've dealt with attachments in the past. Um, but uh, no, uh, but I, I, he could be behind some of the stuff that, that freaks me out a little bit. Hey, I ain't afraid to admit to the listeners, hey, I'm human. I'll scream like a little <laughs> girl when I'm scared. Um, it's rare, but it does happen. It really does. And anyone who's macho enough to say, oh, I never get scared is full of it. Uh, there are just times I guess you I'm just don't know. What's that? He said, I guess I'm full of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sitting here calling you out on your own. All right. You are full of it. All right. <laughs> I haven't, though. I mean, I, I cannot uh, think of one investigation where I've gotten you? scared. You probably, you probably haven't been know. in the right cir circumstance. Maybe, I don't know. Um, you, you know, I, I mean, I know, I can think of when I ran in, into an elemental down in Alabama. That scared the crap out of me. It haunts me to this day. I have seen stuff. You also have to understand, I don't know how many investigations you've done, Mike. This year, in 2018, and remember, I retired for two and a half years, I'll be doing my 400th investigation. I have, I've seen so much stuff throughout this career. There is stuff I wish I never saw in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, that's why I'm saying is you probably just have not experienced it yet. But trust me, the time will come. And there's a reason why it's going to happen to you because it's going to let you know what's really out there so that you'll remember that on every single investigation. And that's what I've taken from those experiences, that I was supposed to witness that. Yeah. So I that mean, it would make I mean, me My scariest moment was basically my first when I was a kid and I saw a shadow person. I was a kid, of course I was going to be scared out of my mind. You know, and it actually approached me and touched me and interacted with me and did all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but <laughs> since then... What's that? Sorry. Nothing. <laughs> He's being a pervert. He's being a pervert. No, it crossed my arms across my body like that. It was really weird. So, but I mean, there are times when when I'm I'm walking on an investigation and a shadow person darts out in front of me. Yeah, I jump because I'm not ready for it. You know, and yeah, I squeal. <laughs> That's great. So, I and, and Shana and Shana brings it up because I've heard this story before. So you have. Um, investigated the cafe in Campsville before. This is where Shauna met you. Um, uh -oh. And she said that uh, Rita uh -oh. has a recording of you screaming in the cafe. 
So tell, you got to tell me about you got to tell me about this cafe because I have not investigated this yet because right now it's closed okay. and I am dying to investigate this place. So tell me your okay. story. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened that night. All right. Yeah, God, I used to talk about this all the time on interviews. I haven't talked about it in years. Okay, so we go we go down to Campsville, and um, this is a town of three hundred. Yeah, people. it's small. We used to broadcast. We, we used to broadcast all our investigations live. We couldn't get a signal no. to save our lives. You still can't. I you still can't anything. at all. No. 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 So, so anyways, we get there. I hardly know about the place. Come to find out, it's a former funeral home. And I'm like, holy crap. Uh, and, and so uh, we get there, and we do the investigation. Now, mind you, this is this is Illinois. I, I think it was like March. It, it, it must have been like 20-some degrees, okay? And there was no power. So we would have to go down to this bar down the street, up up into the apartment to warm up mm. throughout the night. So, anyways, we're investigating, and there's an upstairs apartment, and um, the only way you can get to this apartment is climbing this this ladder. So we go up there, and we're up there, and all of a sudden I feel like I got touched, and I was just like, if you could, uh, if you did what I think you did, could you uh, do that again? Come to find out later, uh, they check the audio. And there's a voice that says, did you like it? <laughs> okay. So I didn't even wow. know that happened. Okay. All right? So, so later in the night, um, it's now, I think it's 3 o'clock in the morning. We go down to this bar, and um, to, or the bar apartment, and, and my team's warming up, and, and myself, and Rita, and I forget, Jeannie. Yeah. So Jeannie, Rita, and myself, we're, we're in the car, and we're talking, I call my team up because I'm like, I want to go back. And, and I call my team and nobody answers. So I go upstairs. They're all asleep. All right. Okay, cool. So we go back. Now, mind you, we're freezing our butts off. All of a sudden, we hear what sounds like a little girl um, uh, crying. And, and I'm like, is that a cat? But what would a cat be doing out in 20-some degree weather? Right. And, 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 and so... That went on for I don't even know how long. Now it's it's probably getting close to five forty-five in the morning. All of a sudden we hear I'm like, what the hell is that? It sounds like a sofa's being dragged up in the apartment upstairs. Wow. <laughs> and, and remember the ladder's next to us. Nobody's up there. I'm just like, holy crap. And and Rita goes, they're moving the furniture again. All of a sudden, one of the darkest shadow figures I've ever seen in my life was walking across the room. I'm like, I, I mean, I'm speechless. And Rita's like, did you see that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, holy crap. So now it's getting close to, uh, I don't know, probably 6, 36, 45 in the morning. And I'm looking in this room real intently. And the girls are in a, another room. All of a sudden, I hear these footsteps running at me. I start screaming because I'm thinking, John Candy, raccoon's going to jump in my face or something. Right, yeah. The footsteps go over my head. It was coming from upstairs in the apartment like a child running. Wow. Oh, yeah, dude. That place was intense. Intense. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get in there. Right now, Jeannie has it closed up. The, the floor is out on the first floor. It, it's like totally caved in, so you can't get in there now. But I've, I've heard so many stories from Shauna, and, I, and she had told me that you had been there and, and ran out the one time. So I've, I've been wanting to hear this story from you. So I that's awesome. I, I stood there because, <laughs> because the, girls, the girls came running to me, and they were like, is that, was that you running? I'm like, Oh, no. <laughs> I was frozen. <laughs> uh, that's wild. That's wild. I haven't quite like that. <laughs> I've been scared. <laughs> I mean, uh, think about it. Think about foot, hearing footsteps coming at you. Uh-huh. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. That place was nuts. Yeah. I would love to go back then. Yeah, that's what I've heard. The place God. is like off the charts. Actually, I think that was bad. Hey, hey, that Vanessa, answer. Vanessa, huh? that's the place where the ectogasm no, happened. No. <laughs> there it goes. I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. Okay, you're, you're not going to get me this time. Ha uh-huh. ha. Um, ah. Actually, Brandon, I have to be very honest. I have screamed like a little bitch one time. And I screamed like a little girl. There's a little bit of a difference. Yeah, I no, I was, I was. I have to admit this. Sky took Oklahoma, middle of the night, which is great, perfectly fine. Everybody's happy. We're chatting. Life is good. A band of a group of Indians are coming at us. Now you can't see them, but you can hear them. Not just on EVP, but you can hear them. And. They sound off, the leader sounds off, and then they continue to sound off after him. And they are getting closer and closer and closer to us. And you hear me on the recorder saying, that's it, everybody in the van. <laughs> like, screw this, I'm done. And that was my son's first investigation, he was 12. Bad that is, Bad Mike, <laughs> it's going to come. It? It's going to come okay. when you least expect it. It will. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. Like I said, I'm sitting here talking to thousands or, or thousands and thousands of people are listening on these radio interviews and TV interviews. I'm not afraid to admit that I get scared. It happens. Um, but it will happen. And yeah, and I'm not trying to you, act it, like it, uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to act like tough guy. Like, oh yeah, I've never been scared. But I'll get the question when I get interviewed, and I have I, I haven't counted how many investigations I've been on. But my first one was when I was you know 16 years old, 25 years ago. Um, actually, that's more than 25 years ago, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I just. It, it's just people ask me, so you know, what was the scariest investigation? I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, when have you jumped? When have you been, I, I don't know. Yeah. So it's just. But, but how, you know, it, yeah, it's not being a tough guy or anything. It's just, it's just what hasn't happened. Your, your, your defined moment hasn't come yet. Okay. And, and, and it will come, and, and you know, um, you know, it, it just it happens, and, and you know. I have been on investigations where some scary stuff really does happen. And, and you know, um, like I said, there are things that I honestly wish I'd never seen. But um, what I what I can take from it is to learn from it. Yeah. And, it, and, and what it's done is it's made me a better investigator 
and more aware of how to protect myself, protect my teammates, how to protect the others, how to protect the public during my events. Um, you know, but it, it will happen and, and your moment just hasn't come yet and it will. <laughs> and I can't wait till it does. Okay. <laughs> it also teaches you that there are some things you can't protect from. No, that's, no, actually, that's actually scarier than the actual event. That, that, that's like, hmm? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, when, when I do tell the story about the elemental in Alabama, um, the next day I actually had my first radio interview um, coming back from retirement. And, um, and here I run into an element, uh, elemental on my second investigation back from a two and a half year retirement. And the question in the chat room came up and said, well, how did you feel at that time? And I, I honestly admitted it. I wanted to cry. Yeah. I was scared because I just threw a rock at this thing and it blinked at me. If this thing comes in, there is nothing I can do. Oh, trust me. And, and, and so, you know, um, there are, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's, there's different kinds of scares. They're startled and then they're scared. So yeah, yeah. There's maybe 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 I shouldn't have said that I scream like a girl when I get scared <laughs> when I get startled. Okay. Well, yeah. there's also things that scare your that scare you on a soul level. Yeah, that's yeah, the absolutely. Is when it scares you in your soul when you look at something and you know that you're looking at something that could completely annihilate you. Exactly. And you know. wonder in that brief moment why it's not. That's scary for me. And I've been there, and that is something that I'm still battling with today. Still battling with it two years, two years later, wondering why did this thing look at me the way it did? You know, why... What was so different about me? And that, that right there is what frightens me. And it took almost a month to recover. It's the same with the other members. It was too much. So, some of the EVPs we get, too, as well, are disturbing. You yeah. know? Um, so I guess I, I, I should have said, I scream like a little girl when I get startled. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're fine. You're uh, fine. But No, I know. But, uh, no, I, I mean, like I said, I don't wish it upon you. It's going to happen. Maybe it'll um, happen in the cafe. Shadow was saying in the chat, I, I, you need I, to help I, us talk Genie into getting us back into the cafe. Oh, God, I would love to go. <laughs> Let me know if, when you guys are going. I may consider going all the way up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, and, and like I said, I've seen so many different things. God. All the places I've been, oh my gosh, I've seen so many different things. Some were amazing and truly awesome. Some were petrifying and some were forever haunting. Um, some I don't even want to think about. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we're winding down to the end of our hour. So, Brandy, you want to go ahead and I know you have an event that's coming up that you just did a commercial for. I'm going to give people your website and all that stuff, and then uh, we'll get to shout outs. Uh, we, we just announced uh, 
There's PH code red part six. Um, that is April 21st at Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. So, so your listeners understand Old South Pittsburgh Hospital is the number one haunted location in the state of Tennessee. Um, it is also believed to be in the top three most haunted hospitals in the country. It is very um, haunted, yes. The, t- the tickets are $69 per person. Um, the website, God, it's long now. We just changed it. It's <laughs> www. This is a, you write this all as one word, Phoenix past bkts.com and the reason why is because on the website not only do you have phoenix rising you have all of the past um past family and all that so anyways um if you go to the click the tab phoenix rising you can go to Phoenix Rising on Events and, and look at all of our, our all of our events, what's up for sale, where future events are going to be, where we might be in the country, we may be in your neck of the woods. Um, otherwise, you can contact me on there, on Facebook. I have a public page, the Paranormal Brandon Kreitzer, the Paranormal Road Warrior, or you can go to my team page, and that is past of Kentucky, Illinois, and Tennessee, or past of Kentucky, Tennessee. In Illinois, or you can go to the Past Family page, and that's pretty much how you can reach me. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, I really do appreciate you coming on the show. Let's get to some shout-outs real quick here. Um, first, of course, our chat shenanigator, Shauna, for taking care of the chat down there. Um, also, really want to thank Tom McNicholas, Tammy Heitzman, and Vicki Lorenz for the super chats tonight. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, really, really do appreciate those. Um, and also our Periscope peeps down there, thank you for the hearts. Really uh, do appreciate that. So um, other shout-outs that we need to give. So uh, Donna Gorton, one of our Cheshire Cats in there tonight. Thank you. Um, Pungai Fungi, thanks for joining us again. Robin Gaffner, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Beyond the Light Network. So um, Chuck Banks, all right. <laughs> uh, Jody Brewer, thanks for joining us tonight. I know that you've been wanting to come out and haven't been lately. So good to see you. Andrew Cox, thank you. Um, Bethany Warner, thanks for coming out again. Um, Tim Shoon, um, hey, uh, we just uh, met the other day um, over, I guess, chat. So thank you for coming out. Uh, Carrie Parrish, thank you again. Uh, there's Vanessa with all the hearts. <laughs> B3 Airspace, uh, another one of our great Patreon patrons, as well as Tom McNicholas and Grizz. There's Grizz right there. Uh, thank you very much. Bridget Willis, thanks for joining us tonight. Diane Hilbert, thank you as always. X Group Home Kid, uh, thank you. Luli Tubi, thank you. Discord Threads, Zippy Davis. Zippy's like always one of the first ones here. <laughs> uh, Cheryl Midkiff, hey, our winner of the t shirt. Congratulations. And thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Jen K, we're not forgetting you. I see you down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it happens sometimes. If we forget anybody or miss somebody, it's not on purpose. It's just a lot of people in chat. So, uh, Ether Shadow, thank you very much. Uh, Lynn's White, I think you were in both Periscope and here, as well as uh, Tom was in both. You, the two of you are usually in both, so we appreciate that. Um, so, you got Ether Shadow, there's Bethany. Uh, Chipper Terry, thank you. Paranormal Fan 11, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Lynn, uh, yeah, first time here. Um, 
I remember you from uh, Renee's show. So cool. Good to see you. Um, Jessica Shea, thanks for joining us again tonight. Alan Wurtzbaugh, thank you too. Um, see anybody else? I could scroll up a little bit, but I think we got um, a lot of people here. Um, there is Jen, just plain Jen, not Jen K. So we have two Jens. Um, uh, Sean Gilmore from Ectovision Paranormal. Thanks for joining us again tonight. Sean's an awesome dude. And anybody else, go ahead and throw it in there real quick. And oh, Stardust and uh, Michelle Michelle Hamilton. Um, yeah, Michelle's going to be there at uh, at our event in June as well. And Lori Cross. No kidding. Like uh, high school classmate Lori Cross. Awesome. Great to see you out here. Um, <laughs> very cool. So, all right. Um, I guess that will do it for our show. Brandon, again, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Really do appreciate it. And we'll have to have you out here again and uh, do some investigating again. Sounds good. All right. So, everybody. Have a great night. Stay tuned for Inside the Upside Down. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about haunted roads because, you know, we're haunted road media. So there you go. Uh, We'll see you in a few minutes.